and welcome to Women in the Business Arena, formerly known as the Liberation Lab. I'm your host, Sonia Statman, success strategist for women in business, and I'll soon be joined by my dear friend and co-host, Laura Guzman, an amazing psychotherapist who works with women entrepreneurs. Together, we dive into juicy topics relevant to women in business. We've learned through decades of being entrepreneurs how to conquer the business arena and achieve not just success, but fulfillment and liberation. We also believe that this is a continual journey of ups and downs, so we get honest, vulnerable, and real about what it takes to succeed. Think of this as joining our inner circle of women discussing the issues that matter and the strategies that will help you enjoy the ride. If you want to continue the discussion, join our Facebook group, Women in the Business Arena. We would love to hear from you. Okay, let's get started. Hi, and welcome to the Women in the Business Arena podcast. I'm your host, Sonia Statman, and I'm here with my beautiful co-host, Laura Shuk-Guzman. Hey, Laura. Hello. I am present. I'm excited. <laughs> Me too. We, we, you know, sometimes we really, um, we love all of our topics, but I'm quite excited to get into today's topic because I think it's really juicy. I think not a lot of people are talking about it. And, and so, you know, it's going to be really fun to kind of break this down and, and I don't know, even see where it goes. Um, so what we thought we would talk about today is sort of capacity. And what I mean by that is that I think that as beings and as women, we have a finite capacity. Like we can't keep holding more and more and more and more. Like we have a capacity to how much energy we can hold, how much actions we can do, how much, you know, support we can give, how much service we can have. And so I think that, you know, not enough people are talking about that there's a finite amount of capacity. Instead, we're always trying to hold more and more and more and more. Yeah. I think in this conversation, there is a pulling, you know, away the curtain to, to look behind what is sort of behind our limitless capacity that we, that, that we look as if we're, that we are being right. Cause there's a lot of energy in the entrepreneurial, um, world out there right now where people look boundless. They look <laughs> like they have a boundless <laughs> amount of energy to be bringing to their business. Um, you see that on social media accounts and sort of in this way in which um, we're always on, always plugged in. And so I think that there's this image of boundless capacity that many entrepreneurs are putting out there. But like you're saying, what's that reality look like? If we, if finite if energy is finite, then to a certain extent, what, what's really happening here? What, where's the, uh, um, maybe the mismatch in the capacities that we're seeing in others and the capacities that we feel about ourselves and like, yeah. what's, what's possible. Yeah. And I think, you know, why this is such an important topic is because I, I see constantly and consistently so many women driving themselves into the ground, right? It's not just women, men do it as well, but you know, I'm going to, as always sort of talk from the woman's perspective, women are driving themselves into the ground, trying to operate their business, trying to run a family, trying to, to care for everybody in their lives. And, and obviously this is a thread of things that we've talked about through many of our podcast episodes. But what I think we haven't specifically talked about is this idea of capacity. Like how much can we hold? Can we really keep holding more and more and more before we pop? And I have this reference point for myself, like 
when I was in university, I needed to take um, like an extra PE credit or whatever. And I ended up finding this class that totally changed my life. It was like, um, oh, what was it? It was like dance therapy, somatic awareness. I don't know. It was something around somatic awareness and dance therapy. And I had never, ever even heard of somatic awareness. Obviously, Laura and I talk a lot about this now. And, and during that time, I really remember like one of the first classes, she, she put this, you know, image of a, of a person on the board. And she basically said that, you know, as a being, we can literally only hold so much stress, so much stressors, you know, as all these things keep coming in, we have a finite capacity of what we can hold. And if we don't clear that away, if we don't give ourselves the space, if we don't become aware of that, well then like all of our systems start breaking down mentally, emotionally, physically, and we literally can't hold all the stress that we're trying to hold. It was like that image, that um, concept really shifted and changed my entire life. Like I had held so much stress, so much emotion, so much of other people's stuff up to that point. And I had never even thought that I was, um, I had a finite capacity for it. I would just take on more, take on more, take on more. And I just felt that is such a really good sort of reference point to start with is that we're looking that as beings, we can only hold so much. We only have so much energy, so much attention, so much, you know, ability to take on the world. And I think we need to be more aware and cautious of it. That's a great illustration and so fascinating for you that it took this class, right? And these little Mm -hmm. shifts in perception, because up until that point, most likely you just been, um, basically, uh, what's the, the word indoctrinated, right. With our culture's obsession with just pushing further. Mm -hmm. Now we have such a, um, we just brought up in, in a culture that's not very, I'd say, um, grace, there's not a lot of grace given to the idea of us reaching some sort of limit where we need to rest, we need to recover. It's always like, we'll just push more. You know this, you can do this. You can just go a little bit bigger, faster, further. Um, And so this is a thread that runs through so many of our talks is like bringing it back down to the importance of renewal and, and rest. So I think like I'm excited today to just examine what is our capacity? How do we know that we've reached our capacity? And how do we, um, I, I guess, extend grace to ourselves to sit mm. in that space knowing that it's okay? Because we are talking about ourselves being in the service industry. We're talking to so many listeners, right? And it's our business to serve others, which takes a lot of energy out of us all the time. Yes, it does. And I think, you know, specifically in business, one of the things I want to address in this episode is looking at what do we do when we feel like we're at our capacity? Like, because we have clients, we have agreements, we have people that are demanding things of us. So where do we draw the line at what our capacity is to give anymore? Right. So it's like, you know, when you have a demanding client who wants more and more and more and more and more, you know, you can set the boundaries, but also like, do you, do you be more transparent and honest about what your capacity really is? Like imagine a world where we were all more honest about our capacity. 
right? Like that is just unheard of in the business world, in the corporate world as well. Like how many people are pushing themselves into the ground in the corporate world as well are in business to, to keep achieving, to keep getting it done, to, you know, to do high performance, you know, and we're very, very little transparency of where we're actually at. Yeah. Yeah. We were just talking about that before we got on this call where there's not enough examples. Um, We often don't see people walk away from things that are really on the outside successful in that they're they're actually solving a problem for other people. Possibly they're meeting, they're providing solutions. They're from the outside. One would say, wow, that business is successful, but is it successful if it's not something that's sustainable for the leadership. And recently I was inspired by a woman that I know that stepped forward in express to her community in a, in a public, very public way that she's no longer interested in exhausting herself for the sake of continuing this path that she was on. So she's making this huge um, shift in her business, but to honor her capacity and to honor what she called even like these gifts that she knows she's still here to bring to the world that she's not getting to because of the just vast amount of effort that this thing is asking of her, right? So how that was really inspiring to me to realize, wow, there's this thing that she could just keep going and doing and everybody, a lot of people are benefiting from but the bigger picture, it's draining her energy. And in the long run, she has all this other beautiful impact that she also wants to make. So if we drain ourselves of capacity and we burn out, what happens to all of those things that we still want to bring forward as well, you know, into the world? Yeah. And I also think we have to talk a little bit because one of the things I see is that people try to make everything really black and white, right? Like they, they try to say that, well, if it's, if it's exhausting you, then it's probably that you're not doing what you love, right? Like you kind of hear these sort of trite little uh, phrases sometimes. And so I also think we need to look at that sometimes what we've created is, you know, maybe not aligned, maybe it's not the right timing. Maybe there's all these things that I think can also just be, it is the right thing or it is our passion or it is what we want to bring to the world. And yet we're still at capacity to serve it. Yeah, exactly. You know, and it doesn't necessarily mean that you're doing something wrong and that you should go do something else. Like I think, because I think there's this, it's just, I, I don't know. I see it so much in the world where there's these like, these like myths of like how black and white everything is like, you know, why are you staying in a job when you could have your own business and do what you love, you know? And it's like, there's all these sort of like things and it's like, well, it's not, none of it's that black and white or easy. You know, I yeah. think what we're looking at is that we're humans operating businesses and families and everything else. And the, the truth is like, if you look in the, in the past, like, how many mothers were trying to operate so many things? You know, if you just look at it from from that one point of view, you know, like how many mothers were also trying to operate full-time businesses, navigate families? Like, you know, it's a really interesting 
position to be in and in a challenging one. And we're not as supported by a village anymore. We're not as supported by families anymore, extended families. And, you know, so, so these are some really interesting things to recognize that like we're trying to go beyond capacities that I think is just not realistic. And in that point, to your point about, you know, there's, there are moments that yes, you might feel exhausted and you may reflect on what you're doing in your business and realize that, oh, it's because I'm not aligned or there's some things I need to shift to be more on path or, you know, there's, there's things like to evaluate. Yet what we're speaking to today is when actually everything has been aligned in a lot of wonderful, beautiful ways, yet you start to notice that you're reaching a certain place within your capacity. And it's just not quite right anymore to keep moving forward in that way. Um, it's, 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 it's time to go, okay, like what's happening that I need to take inventory here of my energy, my mental health, my physical health, because my capacity is being tested. And there may be some solutions to that, but our tendency is not to look for other solutions. Our tendency is just to push forward and ignore those alarm bells that like we're going past our capacity. That's what I've done in the, in the past. I've seen colleagues of mine do sometimes just like, no, I'm on this path and, and I'm going to stay on it. And I'm ignoring this feeling that I'm actually limiting. I'm, I'm like approaching, approaching an edge or approaching some sort of um, place where I, yeah, just like an edge or a place of my limit is being reached, you know, <laughs> and it's just time for me to reassess, like, what is it that's going on for me right now? And what would happen if I stopped putting this energy out? Like, what if I reach capacity and I'm transparent about that? What do I do now? Yeah. Yeah. And I want to get to that, but I also want to talk about something that I think is driving a lot of us and really like it's unconscious. And, and so, um, Laura and I were talking briefly before this call because I have been following sort of, um, a spiritual teacher, somebody who, um, I've just, I've just found. And so, you know, I might, uh, quote or talk about some of the things he said, and, you know, I'm just playing in it. I'm just dabbling in it. So I don't have like a breadth of information about him, but his name is Matt Kahn. And he talks a lot about sort of self-love and acceptance and, and accepting things that come rather than trying to push them off. But one of the things that I find really interesting that I've been exploring is that, you know, he talks about um, as, you know, people who, well, he, he sort of breaks ego down into these two sort of sides of things, right? So you've got what we generally think of ego is sort of the egotistical ego, right? So this, this part of ourselves that is, um, you know, driven for power and, you know, and hurts other people. And, you know, it's like that selfish sort of, you know, self-centered ego. But what there also is, is this other side of it of the person who's really sensitive. And I think this is a lot of our listeners and a lot of my clients for sure. And myself, it's that, that, you know, where we're way more sensitive, we're more likely to take responsibility, but we're also more likely to over own something and to take too much responsibility. And what happens when that is running is that when something in the world happens, for instance, we are feeling like we're at capacity. We don't just accept it. We look at what's wrong with us. 
what is what's wrong with our business what's wrong with our families what's wrong with us like it's like this filter that we have on our, us is always looking at well what's wrong i need to fix it i need to be better i need to get more capacity like and i know for myself this is so deep because i'm always running it i'm always looking at what did i do wrong what can i do better what can i be more of and just the idea of really sitting and like accepting where I am right now is so foreign because I'm always looking at how to better my program, better myself, better my business, better my family. And so I think that that's a really interesting thing to explore. Mm-hmm. Well, because it really does bring up the idea of acceptance um, and what is what is reaching beyond our capacity it's a striving and why do humans strive because there feels like there's something not complete something that must be done or achieved and in in our nature is so much that going after something to fix it when so much of our being in my opinion learning to be here in our bodies on earth is learning to accept what what we're feeling, being um, aware of where we are and knowing that that's okay. Like you were just saying the way that he describes the ego. Um, and that's so, yeah, I really, I, I'm really curious about this topic for myself. Like how do I start sitting with a level of acceptance that this, I am at my capacity, even when my business is requiring more, maybe my family wants more of me, maybe friends or myself, I want more from me, but I'm simply at a place in which I can't hold more. I can't take on more. I can't do more than what I'm doing in that moment. I mean, it's really interesting to ponder because what we're really talking about is the masculine and feminine, right? The masculine inside ourselves even is to drive, to act, take action, to perform, to accomplish, to do, to be better, like to fulfill our desires and also to produce more. Like that's all the masculine, the feminine side, which I feel like a lot of us are not skilled at, you know, is so much more to accept, to surrender, to be, to just be here, to be with whatever is here, (laughs) right? Like I think about how often, you know, I know that in myself, I could talk a lot about some of these concepts, but I know that inside of me, if I'm really deeply honest, I'm always driving forward. I'm always like, I'm rarely with something for long before I'm trying to fix it, (laughs) before I'm trying to heal it. Before I'm trying to get around it, like whatever it is, if something's stopping me from creating what I want, then I am like, you know, actively working on it. <laughs> and, that, and I think, you know, that's a very interesting thing to do when you start to feel it and recognize, wow, somewhere inside of me is a filter that if things aren't moving, if things aren't being driven, there's something wrong with me. Yeah. And if I'm not capable of doing this, like if I'm at my capacity, right, that's being tested, then there, it's hard to just accept that that's okay. For many of us, we go into judgment around that idea that there's something wrong with me now 
because I've reached capacity and that's not okay. I have to expect more for myself or get something more done. Actually, as we talk about this, I can think of a recent example where I had one of those days. Well, right now in my business, there's just a lot of transformation kind of on the precipice. Sonia, we always kind of run parallels with each other. We have a lot of different things happening. And it's really important right now that I give myself a lot of time to go to the bigger vision, to see beyond um, my tomorrow, to see several years out. And I've been having some really important conversations and gathering all this really great information. And I had one of these days where it was like back to back downloading of really great information and making some huge flips in my approach to my business. And at the end of like an, a six hour sprint of all of that and all just kind of was happening back to back, I was trying to sit and percolate with all of this download. And I found myself being really frustrated because I was exhausted. <laughs> I was like exhausted because I was having so much coming down. I was like, but I, I just had all these great ideas. I just had all these amazing insights and conversations. Like I can't lose this. I can't stop now. But I seriously was hitting a mental capacity. Like I had already been super present to really um, complex thoughts and information for those six hours. And that was it. That was all my, my brain was going to give me for that time period because now it was time to do yoga. Now it was time to slow down and meditate. And I eventually did slow down, but it was hard. It was really, really hard. Like I think I sat in my car and fought with myself internally, you know, back and forth because I was like, I really should just go to a cafe right now and open up my Google Docs and record all my thoughts right now. But instead, the other voice was like, stop, stop thinking stop thinking, go move, go be in your body. And all of this information is still going to be there and you're going to be able to deal with it um, and, the, and be able to receive it in a way that that's meant to be received. But in those moments, they are so hard to let yourself be and you mentally have exhausted yourself. And sometimes it's a physical exhaustion. Mine was like my brain felt literally tired. And yet it was so hard for me to to not want to grasp a little further, just get it finished, like figure it all out, you know, wrap it up in a big happy bow before I can stop. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I, I can so relate to that. And I think, you know, my instinct is to serve more, right? So even when I'm at capacity, you know, my instinct is to serve more. And so when people are unhappy, when people, you know, are hitting different things, when they, they want more from me and they're demanding more from me, and this is like kind of my test as well sometimes, is that, you know, I'm, I usually rise to the occasion and I don't honor where I'm actually at. It's like, I just try to be where I want to be. And I think this is such a paradigm shift 
for a lot of us. And, and one of the things I was going to bring in earlier too, is that one of the challenges is that we're often comparing ourselves to others, right? And I see this constantly with my clients. They'll, they'll go and they'll compare themselves to others and, and, you know, well, this person's doing this and that. And like, you see these sort of, you see very minimal things. Like you see the surface of what people are doing or accomplishing or creating. You don't really see behind the hood of their businesses as an example are their lives, right? You just see sort of this very surface appearance. And, and from there, you make a judgment of comparison. Like, oh my gosh, they're doing this, this, and this. They're so much better than me. They're so much more than me. Like I need to strive to be that. And sometimes I have to ask my clients, like, if you, if you really feel those people, do they feel balanced? Do they feel like they are, you know, respecting and honoring where they're at? Or do they feel like they're pushing, they're a bit crazy, they're way off center, they're way off balance? Do they have families that they're also navigating? Do they have jobs that they're also navigating for some of the clients that I have that are still, you know, moving and transitioning out of a job? You know, like what, what are those things that, you know, we're comparing ourselves to the image and the illusion um, and we're not really taking into account where we're at and where we are, you know, currently, what we're currently capable of and where our capacity is at and being really honest and transparent with that. And, you know, I mean, I'm as guilty of this as anybody else. Like I can push way beyond my capacity. And the honest truth is that I've done it my whole life. Like, you know, I often tell people like when I was in university, I was, you know, uh, working 50 hours a week waiting tables, taking a full load of classes, and you know, which was like 17 hours in the States, and, um, and getting all A's and basically sleeping two hours a night. And that was what I did. I slept two hours a night for years. And the capacity, it was way beyond my capacity. And consequently, I hurt my adrenals. I hurt my body. You know, I'm still um, having to sort of recover from that at 40. You know, like there's, we don't realize sometimes how much we push ourselves past capacity, you know, in order to serve others, in order to live up to someone else's expectations, in order to live up to everyone else and what they're doing because we're comparing. And I think these are some really important things to become more aware of. Mm-hmm. And just thinking about the way we honor the different aspects of, of capacity and being honest about our capacity. How are we honoring that in ourselves and in others? Because, I mean, I have been guilty of praising capacity in myself and in others um, all the time, both out praising possibly mm-hmm. their ability to be honest that they're at. <laughs> you know, I mean, how often we're like, oh, I'm so inspired by her capacity to take yeah. so much on. Yeah. You know, we, we speak to this often, like, you're, you're amazing. Wow. Like, you're really, you just capacity is so great. And I've even said, people say, oh, my goodness, you're a therapist. Like, that must be so hard. And I'm like, oh, well, I think that I've always had this capacity to be with other people and their emotions. And <laughs> yes, like, maybe that's true. I do have a, a, a nice amount of capacity. But why is it then that that's always the part that's praised? And we aren't noticing when other people are just being honest or in, in being transparent. So I, I'm thinking as I speak this, maybe I want to start looking for that and noticing and, and really speaking that, um, speaking to that with people. Like I really notice 
I'm really noticing how, how honest you are about your capacity. And right now you need to take care of yourself. And that's awesome. You know, just really being able to be more mindful of how much we are allowing that within ourselves and also pointing that out when mm. we see people being extremely, what's the word? Um, extremely like caretaking is kind of what I want. Like when I just see them yeah. be so allegiant, allegiant um, yeah. to self is what one of my mentors says, like your ability to be self-allegiant. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, so true. And I think about like, and this is why we then solidified as part of our ego. Like I know for myself, you know, one of the, this topic is really relevant to me at the moment because I'm really trying to transform some of my core identities, which I've been talking about the last few episodes. And that core identity of servicing beyond capacity, that is like what I was known for. That was what I was praised for. That was what I, that has been consistently honored in me is my ability to give more, my ability to forgive, my ability to, and it's really interesting because um, I heard this definition of forgiveness years ago, which was that forgiveness is about your ability to continue to give after someone's hurt you, after, um, you know, you've been beat down, after you've been knocked down is your, you know, that's the opportunity to give more. And I really appreciate that perspective and that definition, but I think we can, um, take it out of context or use it in the wrong way oftentimes because it's like we there's still this illusion that we have to give more that we have to continually give more we have to give more we have to give more and that that's good that that's worthy that that's um spiritual that that's holy i mean like whatever your sort of paradigms are or your belief systems you know there's this very um indoctrinated idea of the martyr. And I think women are indoctrinated way more with it than men are. I mean, men are more indoctrinated to be the breadwinners and to accomplish and to, you know, they have their own sort of things that they've been indoctrinated with that are pressures of society and that they have to integrate. But as women, what we have to integrate is that we have to give more, we have to sacrifice more, we need to serve more. Like that is a very indoctrinated concept that women are consistently praised for. Yeah, it's true. Yeah, and it becomes that identity, like you said, mm. it becomes a core identity, the over-functioning, the over-caretaking, over-serving, and then it becomes this attachment to something that you see about yourself and you don't want to disappoint yourself. You know, it's like you're, you're not only trying to uphold that identity with others, but you are really corely attached. You know, you have a strong attachment to that within yourself. Um, yeah. Yeah. I'm just thinking there was another example of this entrepreneur that recently I'm just now tying it. This is what it, was what was so impressive about his story is like when he told me that he left um, a very successful company because it was just no longer something that he could sustain because he couldn't sleep like what you were mm. saying like he wasn't able to sleep at night he's like I just can't get enough there's just this is successful it's making all this money but I cannot um, sleep and everybody thought I was crazy to walk away from something that 
seemed so successful, but I had to go and find something that was, he didn't use these words, but now I'm realizing like he had to go find something that was at his capacity, that was something he could sustain and he could go and still make a lot of money and be really successful and do something that was much more aligned with what he was willing to give. Yeah. And gosh, how often do we get caught up in these situations where, I don't know, there's like these unspoken agreements we've made about how much we're giving and it's not really what we want to be. It's not how we want to be in the world. It's not how we want to be serving. Yeah. And I think it's, it's, you know, obviously the first step is sort of, you need to become aware of like where your own patterns are and where your capacity actually is like right now, where is it? Yeah. Because it's a, it's the thing is, is this is a tricky subject because I think for a lot of us, it's embedded in our subconscious. And so we're, we don't realize how pervasive it is in our lives and how much we're operating through it because it's so normal. It's so a part of our existence, you know, and at least I know this is true for myself. I see this in my clients as well. You know, we're always striving. And, and I think, you know, it even gets into this idea about business, right? Like everyone wants to go into business now. Everyone should be an entrepreneur. Everyone should quit their job and be an entrepreneur, which is, in and of itself, not sustainable. We've talked about this before, Mm -hmm. but I think in addition to that, not everybody has the capacity to be a business owner. Like it is hard and it is tough and it is rewarding beyond belief as well. But it's like, you have to be really honest about your capacity to give to a business like a baby or a child, you know? And so like with my clients, some of them I, I'm taking really very slowly through the process of building a business because the truth is they don't have the capacity to, to rush and have a business perfect or make a lot of money this year or whatever it is because they've got, they're occupied by so many other things. And so I think, you know, the first thing is we really have to, like I said, get honest about where is our capacity. And sometimes we don't know why you know, because there could be internal things we're moving through or old grief or things being stirred up inside of us that we just feel like we don't have capacity and we don't even know why. And that's okay. Like it's totally okay. Yes. That's the piece. The being okay. The knowing that it's okay and allowing ourselves to feel what we feel. It's so interesting how we lose that ability or guess that connection to sovereignty, to ourself, like in a radical way to just honor ourselves, because so much of what takes us on the entrepreneurial journey begins with this, begins with self, begins with this passion and this idea. And we start to take ourselves on this path and we it's so important that we honor ourselves on this path that sometimes we can do more and we can go to great lengths to serve others. And sometimes we need to slow down and honor the ebbs and flows of that. And, and I'm saying this as I'm saying it to myself that it's okay to pull back. It's okay to slow things down It's okay to downsize and go small. We don't talk about that. We're always trying to upsize and grow and scale (laughs) and, you know, 
(laughs) That's, yeah, it's so important to know that you can go in either direction in your business as long as it's something you're checking in and you're honoring within yourself. And I find the more people are able to do that and they're really honest with the people around them, they're really honest with their clients, people are more, even more enamored with them. They trust them more. They're inspired by them because that builds that relationship. And they'll say, okay, like I get that you're pulling back, but let me know when you're taking more clients on again. Okay. Like, can I be a first on your list? (laughs) You know, it's like people, I think we have a fear that people are going to leave, but when you develop that transparency in that relationship, then people remember, and they're, they're going to, they're going to be there when you're ready to come back, they're going to be excited that you're taking on more, that you're doing, you know, you're seeing clients again. They'll come. Yeah. Well, and even I think, you know, in talking about dealing with clients that you have and that you're in agreements with, like, yeah, I think, you know, this is one of those tricky things that, you know, we also, I would encourage you and something I'm practicing for myself to be more transparent with your current clients. Like, yeah. You know, when, because the, the feeling is they've paid us, so we have to give them everything, right? Like there's, you know, oh, the, yeah. sort of this feeling and we've already sort of talked about over-delivering, over-owning, you know, that oftentimes as women, we're already over-delivering and over-owning. And so then pulling back to say, you know what? I don't really have the capacity to give you anymore. Like that's a really interesting an, an exploratory practice, you know, and I think about it in terms of like, you know, once in a while I get clients who are very challenging, like they're not really coachable. They're not really, um, listening. They're not really present with what I'm offering. And, you know, then there's like this piece of like, well, I don't really feel like sometimes I have the capacity to constantly be challenged. Right. Yeah. Like, like, and so then you know, it's this, this interesting exploration of having a conversation with someone to say, look, you know, either you're aligned and listening and coachable and we're working on this or you're not, but I can't, I don't have the capacity to be consistently challenged, Mm -hmm. right? Like it's who Mm -hmm. does, you know, it's like yeah. that, that difficult and same with people in your lives. Right. Cause I mean, I know a lot of people are challenged by their partners as a good example, you know, they're in business, their partners, like when are you going to make more money, blah, 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 blah. You know, you have all that. Cause I hear that a lot from my clients, you know, so being consistently challenged by someone, it's like every second is a combat. Every second is a fight. And I think most of us don't have the capacity for that right? Because we're navigating a business. We're trying to serve the people who really want to be served. We're trying to, you know, care for our families. We're trying to be responsible with our lives. We're trying to take care of ourselves. Doing all that is, is a lot. And so having someone in your life is constantly pulling you down, constantly combating you, constantly challenging you. Like we just have to set a lot more clear boundaries. We have to be honest with people to say, I don't have the capacity to deal with you. And we have to be able to walk away. And I think this is a really important piece that we don't talk about enough because instead we're just, we just take it all. It's like that, you know, in America, especially I think about this because, you know, the customer is always right. You know, customer service is king, you know, like take that stuff. Like I remember being like when I waited tables for, you know, putting myself to university, 
most of the restaurants I worked for, that was their perspective. The customer was always right. If the customer was rude to you, walked all over you, treated you badly, didn't matter, like you just took it. And then I had this one restaurant where it was a totally different philosophy. If a customer was rude to a waitress, they kicked them out. And that was so amazing because it was like, yeah, there is a line. And if you're going to treat people disrespectfully, that line is drawn and you're gone. Like, and I think we've got to have more of those lines and more honesty about our capacity to, you know, with our clients, with our partners, with people in our lives. Otherwise we're just going to continue to run ourselves into the ground. Yeah. And you know, all of the years that I've been conditioned, especially growing up in the South as a woman, you know, it's like, I'm definitely a people pleaser, uh, recovering people pleaser. <laughs> so hard. Um, and what's really unfortunate is that, that the people that start complaining and being really, you know, unhappy with whatever service, um, especially within my co-working space, there's always that there's, you know, it's not the right temperature. It's not the right this. It's not the right. I mean, there's so many, so many ways that people can find fault with the space that you're providing. And what's, what I see in myself that I'm trying to shift is that that people pleaser, when the person starts complaining, starts working extra hard to please and extra hard to make them happy. And then I end up in a situation where I have this person that's never, um, satisfied. I can never make happy. Um, they stay because I'm always doing my best to make them happy. And they like that. Right. But they're still going to keep complaining. And there's like this cycle of overworking for someone that's never going to be happy. And if Mm. I just draw that line and I say, you know what, it sounds like it's not a good fit. It sounds like this is not a place that's making you happy. And I, I'm able to deliver up to this point and, th- and that's my capacity. That's what I can do. Mm. And I get it. If it's not right for you, no hard feelings, like good, you know, like good that mm. we understand each other and that's fine. And if you need to go on and find another space. So by people pleasing, I only really exhaust myself and constantly am in a cycle where that person isn't happy and I'm not happy. Yep. And it all comes from this erroneous um, people pleasing. Really, the more you honor yourself, the more you're going to please yourself and those around you because you're doing what's right for you. You're not um, falsely um, like massaging the situation, you know, <laughs> making something feel right that's really ultimately not a, not a match for, for your client or for customer. Yeah. Yeah, so so true. And I think what we also don't realize is the the amount of energy we give to that one person who's always unhappy or always challenging you or whatever it is. We don't realize how much energy we take away for the people who truly want what we have to offer. You know, so we dramatically lose impact by the imbalance of that. And so I think, you know, it's like so important to be first honest with ourselves about our capacity and then honest with those around us. And if something doesn't work out, it doesn't work out. Like I can't be more than, you know, it's like, that's the, I guess the honesty with myself is I can't be more. Like if someone wants more, that's great, but I can't be more. And so for me to honestly admit to them, I can't be what you want me to be. 
that's a, yeah. you know, what, a, how refreshing in a way. So like, refreshing and yeah. so hard. <laughs> yeah, so, so hard. And it's because of this indoctrination that we're supposed to be more, that we're supposed to be perfect, yes. that we're supposed to have it all together, you know, like, and I just, it's, it's so interesting because it's very, these are very deep rooted patterns. Like we're not expecting anyone to get off this um, episode and be like, woohoo, I'm saying no, I'm at capacity. Screw everyone. <laughs> like, you know, like these are really hard patterns to change, but they are worth practicing. Yes. And they're, and we just want to flip the script on it and see them like the ability to set your boundaries, to be present with yourself, acknowledge that you are at the brink of your capacity and it's time to, to rest and to honor that. Like that takes courage. That is the real deal. That's the stuff that shows, um, you know, someone's character and in their ability to just be honest like that is where it is but for some reason I'm always feeling that I have to chase that other pathway because of being indoctrinated that that's the valuable way to be you know that's the way I'm going to be liked accepted loved right um is to go the extra mile and so one psychological component that I'm just thinking of as I say that is that we it is important to realize there's a fear of not being loved and a fear of being rejected from the human tribe of overdoers, right? <laughs> because because yes. you feel like you feel like you're gonna be like kicked out, you're gonna be ostracized and lonely and like inadequate. Yeah. So it's there's a lot underneath this ability mm-hmm. to stop, to simply stop. Yeah. And, and the truth is it always, it really does come down to self-worth. Like I know for myself, the idea of not giving more to a client somehow means I'm a failure, right? Like if I really get down yeah. and dirty with what's underneath, it's about self-worth. It's like, I'm not worthy if I can't outperform. I'm not worthy if I can't give more. I'm not worthy. And so it's like that piece running in my head over and over and over again. I'm not good enough. I'm not as good as everyone else out there. I'm obviously a failure. My program's a failure. My business is a failure. You know, those recurring thoughts that are deeply rooted in subconscious, that's what's driving all of our over-delivering, all of our inability to be honest about our capacity. You know, all of that's driving it. And so, you know, and we talk about about this a lot because it is literally the underpinning of so many issues that women are having in business and men too, I'm sure. But from a woman's point of view, it's just a different operating system and we've had different indoctrinations because of our gender. And so I think, you know, this is, it's such this core piece that most women are running underneath their operating system is I'm not good enough. I have to be more. I'm not lovable enough. I'm not worthy enough. I'm not enough. Yeah. Well, and to your point about the gender divide or just the difference in women and men, I have not had this experience myself, but I've had women tell me that they were counseled, mentored, advised at some point that they were going to have to work twice as hard as their male counterparts. Right. So there's that messaging too. It's Mm. like, you know what? It's just going to, it's going to take more. You're going to have to do more. You're going to have to work harder. And so, so many women in business are feeling that they have to prove themselves and hitting that capacity 
is scary because their own fear that, oh no, this means I'm not going to be seen. I'm not going to be taken seriously in business. I'm not going to be able to surpass, you know, my male counterpart or to even be equal to them. So there is that other component around oh. our gender that is, yes. it's, it's there, it's out there, sometimes spoken and sometimes just unspoken. Yes. And we have so many more things to deal with as well that we don't acknowledge. Like most of us are caregivers in some way, whether that's parents or kids or, you know, animals even like, you know, a lot of times we have responsibilities that are domestically inclined that we're also holding capacity for. And just as women, we have emotional things that are really important, like our emotional work, our hormonal um, sort of fluctuations that then bring up some of that emotional work, our ability and need to process emotions. Like these are very important blessings for women. And yet we don't ever have the space. It's like it requires more capacity and those things are never honored. Um, yeah. So, you know, yeah. there, I think we have to be honest about some of that as well. Yeah, that's true. That lack of value and honor of care work and, and of like you're saying, just the hormonal shifts I'm still dreaming of a time in which everyone stops and says, of course, you're, you're able to slow down. You're like bleeding right now. You're on yeah. your cycle right now. Like, right. Just stop, slow down. Totally cool. <laughs> yeah. Oh, so, so like, yeah, so amazing. Right. And I think, you know, this is, this is the piece where, you know, what we really want to do is like bring to light and just even this idea so that you can start to explore it within yourself. What is your honest capacity at the moment? And also just be and accept it. Like that's really what I want you to take. If anything from this episode is just, it's really about accepting it and making it okay, allowing it, being transparent with people. It's not about recognizing, oh, I have I have no more capacity. I've got to fix that because that's what I go to like subconsciously, almost automatically. Yeah. Oh, I'm at capacity. How do I fix that? Okay. I need to do something right now to fix my capacity. But really what I really want to encourage you to do is just to be aware and more honest and not fix it, but just let it be because it is cyclical. Like you know, everything is cyclical, like this too shall pass. So even when we're at full capacity, if we allow it to be, if we sit with it, if we don't try to fix it or manipulate it or move it or whatever, and we just allow ourselves some space, it will, we'll, we'll move through whatever is, is, you know, holding that capacity. Mm, yeah. So such a good point, um, about the fluidity of capacity. So it doesn't stay, um, stagnant or it doesn't stay uh, static. It, it changes. And as you rest, you increase capacity again. And as you eat well, you increase capacity again. As you take a break and go on a sabbatical, you increase your capacity again to come back to things. So yeah, really honoring that. And I just want to speak to the, I think that for myself, it's, I'm going to, you know, invite myself to notice, um, to the mac, those little micro moments of um, noticing capacity is is being reached, you know, and just letting people speak. I want to try to speak to it, and I want to just say, you know, hey, family, my capacity for meal planning tonight is not is it's reached. So you guys are all going to need to go into the refrigerator and figure out your own thing, right? Yeah. <laughs> like my capacity team, like I'm at my capacity to problem solve. So I'm going to let all of you guys. Um, you know, have a go at this, at this issue and just kind of seeing what it's like to name it 
um, yeah. to, with my team, with my family, with my clients yep. and seeing how that shifts for them as well as me to, to put it out there in the room and on the table that I'm taking time because I'm at that tipping point and it's time to restore. It's time to rest and yeah, just see how that may play out in my day to day. Yeah. I love it. Yeah. All right. Good topic. And um, thank you all for joining us and we'll see you next week. Thanks so much for listening to the show. You can dive into more of the conversation in our Facebook group, Women in the Business Arena. You can also access all of our episodes and some great resources at womeninthebusinessarena.com. Our mission is to arm more women with the tools, strategies, and know-how to navigate the business arena with ease so they can create more success, more fulfillment, and more liberation. If you're enjoying the show and want to support our mission, you can write a review on iTunes or share it with your friends. A huge thank you to all of you who commented, reviewed, and shared our show. We are so appreciative of your support. Okay. Okay, talk to you next week.